All right, it's been a little while, but welcome back from the Hip Sports. This is Simo, joined by JB. Let's get this thing started, folks. <laughs> Hold on. All right, let's <laughs> <laughs> run it back. All right, welcome back from the Hip Sports. It has been a little bit of time, but we're finally back. You may remember us as the artists formerly known as Simo and JB, but we are on the reunion tour. Yeah, so we decided... <laughs> keep, keep this in. Keep this in. The people... All right, welcome back from the hip sports. You might be wondering what's going on here. We decided to run it back. It's been a little while. This is Simo. It's been nearly 30 years. <laughs> This is Simon joined by JB, and uh, we're actually right. live in front of a peanut gallery uh, also, but yeah, we got we got Caleb, Zach, and Carter. I think they need like producer nicknames. Like we'll we'll figure it out as yeah. we we're gonna call this our going. COVID year. We get we, we, this is our extra. We still have eligibility, so yeah. we decided to do another season. Yeah, as we kind of pick it back up here. I mean, we, we had a strong run 2015, 2016. We tapered off a little bit somewhere along the lines. Basically, if we kept it going, we'd be the number one sports podcast. We, um, we got canceled is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Let's call it what, what it was. <laughs> no, one, no one cared, but we did get canceled. Yeah, we won't say what um, our transgression was, but we got canceled. We got taken off the air, but we're back. Um, before we go, actually, we do want to thank some of our sponsors. Yeah. Um, Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines, Cutting Edge Pizza. Uh, I just had meat lovers stuffed crust, so going to have diarrhea. I feel it brewing. Pepto Bismol is also a sponsor. New this year. Very excited about them. Ice. Not the federal agency, but the stuff that keeps your water cool. But we've reached out to the federal agency because they might be looking for a job here soon. So, Carter, you're, they, a, big, you're a big ice guy, right? We, we're in preliminary <laughs> discussions. Carter's a big ice producer guy. Carter. Producer, what do they call you at work? The ice man. Producer <laughs> Carter has applied so many times for jobs at ice. Yeah. But we, it's been a while since we've done it. Um, we did get canceled. COVID happened. We got excuses, but we're like, let's get a surprise episode just for the people. Yeah. Our OG listeners. We're talking former triage employees yeah. or maybe current still co-star employees. Twice, that's all right. Yeah, co-star employees, uh, good friends. We're going to pass around the link and just drop a surprise episode yeah. on you. Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, China won in the first half with COVID, but China doesn't play football, and football's won in the second half, and that's what we're here to talk about. So yeah, defense we're, we're wins championships. COVID's, yeah. COVID's canceled. Defense wins championships. Um, so what do we got on the docket, Jason? Uh, yeah, you know, new era of college football. We got realignment to talk about, NIL. TV contracts, we got some coaching changes, NCAA video games coming back. That's great news. So we'll talk about that, some of the things we're looking forward to. Sorry, Ed O'Bannon. Yeah, you lost. 
top 25 review. Obviously, we'll have our low-key, thick, dark horse and some overrated teams. I'm seeing all three producers on their phones, so I know they're texting about this right yeah. now. Like, yeah. God, this sucks. Uh, quick conference breakdown, and we'll do conferences that people only care about, the SEC and the Big Ten. And to appease me, we'll do the ACC really quick. Uh, we'll have the Week Zero Pickums. Probably only going to do two games because there's no good games. Maybe we'll throw in like a Week One pick or something like that. Um, our, but, our, our last sponsor I did want to mention, though, is, yeah, uh, is Zen. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Zen Tobacco Products. Big shout out to them. Yeah. Jason, how do we feel about Zen right now? Um, both, I would say me and my dogs apparently are a big fan. And <laughs> $100 emergency vet bill over the phone. Telehealth charged $100 <laughs> to make sure that my dogs like Zen just as much as I do. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, I don't know if we're going to do this last. I think this is actually for everybody. You know, sometimes it's good just to take a load off. And I think all of us... Uh, need to issue an apology to Manti Teo. Yes, we've seen the documentary and we're done. All right, no do one it, knows we're doing. I think this. we should. I think we should do. Uh, just get into that right now. We have. We need to make an apology, a public apology statement. Public apology to Manti Teo. Jason, do you want to start us off? I like this music. Well, well, this is good. Apologies should come from the heart. I've thought about this zero other than. Dang, Manti kind of got screwed over. I watched the documentary. I'll get uh, two things. One, not only am I going to apologize, apology, Manti, I'm going to double down on who's the little website, you know, the uh, guys who are worse than Deadspin, this tiny little crap shoot, yeah. you know, way, way smaller than us in this operation. They suck because one of their guys clearly has never watched football. We're football guys you know, watchers. That's right. all we do. Yeah. He said Manti actually didn't even have that good of a year. And that's what made him think this is helping his Heisman campaign. He had seven interceptions and he had 130 tackles his senior year. So that man doesn't know football. So I'm a Are you talking about the computer geek or yes, the, the fat the, guy? The, well, probably both of them. I think they're yeah. in cahoots, mm-hmm. right? So Manti, I apologize. And Deadspin, you're, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> dead to me. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. Yeah. And, We'll talk about Rowana later. Yeah, well, so I watched the documentary and I felt horrible for Manti Teo. So, and within the first five seconds of the perpetrator of the catfishing was, I was like, okay, they're going to play the victim somehow. Like, you're trying to come on here and say, let me tell my truth and maybe I can inspire some people. no. You ruined his life. You cost him million, millions of dollars. Your truth and, is you're a liar. Yeah, like sick truth. So <laughs> I think the funniest tweet I saw is, did you see the size of Rowana's hands? They could choke a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, got, you, you don't want to be on the big hands for a missus. You don't want to be on the business end of those hands. <laughs> um, all right. So sorry, man. Titeo. So that's out of the way. We're good now. <laughs> Manti and I, us are tight. Okay. Uh, conference re- realignment, NIL, TV contracts. I don't like change. I don't like any of this. Is it because you've gotten older? It's been five years. You're in your COVID year. I mean, I think some of it I'm noticing as I get older, I don't like change and right. things change. It's not fair. Yeah. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
yeah, I mean, I guess you got to just adapt with it, go with it. But Texas, Oklahoma joining the SEC, uh, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Um, what else do we got as far as the big shakers and movers? There's some G5 schools that moved around, but they're obviously not shakers and movers. Didn't Cincinnati join the Big 12? I think they're I think they're set to join the Big okay. 12, yeah. Yeah, so they're in the Big 12. That's not a mover and shaker. But I think it's more the other conferences want to add people. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I, you you hate the I, SEC having too much power. It's well, it's not it's actually not just that. It's it's the blatant bias of ESPN who has an exclusive the bias mainstream yeah. media. Yeah. <laughs> Giving you your fake news of ESPN owning the playoff. So then they get to decide, you know, preseason rankings, which clearly matter when it comes to the end of the season, when you start deciding, Oh, well, who's lost look better than somebody. So yeah, of course, Disney is going to pick, um, the, the people that they're paying. So I, mm. I, I, that's so why you I, think it's an inside job. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I love CBS leaving the sec. I love Fox. All right, I want to, I want to touch on that. CBS leaving the SEC is tough for many reasons. The Big Ten getting the CBS song like downright pisses me off, outrages me. Like as far as okay, things are changing. I don't like it. I can adjust. I can get used to it. The second I see, the second I hear this music right here, and I see some crappy Big Ten schools. And yeah, I know the SEC has some crappy schools too. But the second I hear this music paired with, you know, Purdue playing Maryland or something, or Ohio State playing Michigan State. Both of those teams would beat Ole Miss this year. That's fine. Or Ohio State playing Michigan State. It's just not right. It just ain't right. I don't like it. And and I'm going to stand firmly on that. At least get a new song. Have some respect, CBS. Yeah, I mean, they can. I guess they can change their song. I, I I don't like anything about the CBS broadcast. I think I think it's nostalgia for you. I think who who are the guys who host it again? The old right now it's uh, Gary Danielson and because it's not Vern anymore. It's not Vern anymore. They, they took him it's to your aunt's Carter, farm. Who's the they retired him? Brad Nessler. Who he's a, he has he has a big game voice. I like Brad. Yeah, Brad's fine. I guess I don't know when it was when it was um, Vern and Gary. Vern and Gary. It was just like I'm pretty convinced they're not watching the same game. I am. But that's that's neither here nor there. I love it because what this all comes down to is what blows up the playoffs as fast as possible because the BCS era had more parity because truly anybody could get there um, as opposed to this playoff. Cars, like, cars making a face. Let's make sure we get two SEC teams in every time because ESPN owns the playoff. That, right. that, that's what it's come down Car, to. Cars making a face. He disagrees with something. This, this ought to be good. Producer Carter, do you have a point? My rebuttal to that is, do you think that in the BCS... Boo! <laughs> Boo! Carter, no one cares. No, one no cares. this is a good point. <laughs> so I was going to say, <laughs> I love haircuts. And uh, actually, no. Uh, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say. This is a really good point. All your listeners are going to agree with me. Right. I think really I, like if the BCS was still going. around, do you think that Cincinnati yeah, would have made absolutely. the BCS National Championship game? That's not the point because they haven't made the playoffs, so where are you getting at? They made the playoffs last year. They lost to Alabama. 
They made the playoffs last year. That's your only point. They had to go two. <laughs> they had to go two years in a row of deserving to get there. To get there, you let a one-loss team get in who didn't win their conference. I think that's a good point. I think your listeners will agree with me. Michigan State a couple years ago, even though they got blasted by Alabama, they wouldn't have made the BCS national championship game. Because under the BCS era, if you went undefeated, you had a chance to actually play in the national championship. There, there are teams now that go undefeated that get left out of the playoffs. So if you're already just going to make it four and you've decided that you're going to get a group of people in the room who don't watch football and aren't coaches, you have ADs, retired congressmen, and like Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza, whatever she was. You have those people picking head coach and waiting for the Browns. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, you have those people picking it. I, the, the best thing that can happen to college football is you expand the playoff to eight or 10 teams, because here's the thing under, under the, the playoff, which you can actually do is you just double the number that's in. And those are the teams that legitimately have a shot to play for anything. Right? So would you say there's more than six to eight teams in the country on a given year who even have a chance of winning a national championship? Okay. Carter you, said no. If you expand it, if you expand it to 10, you then get to double that number. And the reason I say you double that number is because losses, an eight and four Texas A&M team beat Alabama last year. If that happens in the playoff and Alabama is now suddenly out because anything can happen in one game, you could make the argument that if it's 10 teams, the top 20, you know, it's really close to the top 25. When you go to recruit, when you go to do anything, you can sell while you're here. If we're a consistent top 25 team, we have a shot at a national championship. That is what you get to sell. Because the AM team that beat Alabama getting into the playoff, nobody wanted to play. Like even Georgia wouldn't want to play them the first round. Why would you Jason want to play talking to Michael Lamore? Why would you want to I mean you wouldn't want to play a team like that in the first round? Carter rebuttal? No, I don't disagree with you, but that's that's a different argument because what you said is that the BCS had more parity than the current playoff format, where I would disagree with that. Okay, how many teams have won a playoff? How many how many teams have won a championship under the playoffs? Uh, let's see, Alabama one, Georgia two. Excuse me, Georgia one, Jesus, Alabama it's two. Started two championships. Uh, let's see, um, Ohio State, Clemson. I think that's it. All uh, no, Auburn won at BCS. I think just four teams. I'll say to that? to bring oh, in. No, no, no. I took them back. I took them back in the in the BCS era. So do you remember, and I know this intimately because in the when in 06 when Florida played Ohio State in the national championship, it was kind of between who's gonna get that extra slot in the BCS era, Michigan, a rematch of Ohio State and Michigan or Florida. And shout out to Gary Danielson while I always love him. He was a big proponent of like I watched Florida all season. They should be in. And they kind of got in because USC lost um during the SEC championship game was going on, USC lost to UCLA. It got Florida in, and no one gave them a chance. They blew the doors off of Ohio State. So I don't know if that which argument that supports. You just wanted to say that about Florida. I, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. So Jamie just wanted to say that. So here, here, here's what I'll say. So we've had 10 years of the playoff, and we've had five teams win a national championship. More teams have been added to the pile. You've had five teams win. The first 10 years of the BCS, you had one, two, Jason's three, pulling up stats. Four, it's scary five, when he starts pulling six, up stats. Seven. Well, I'll just read them off. Tennessee, FSU, Oklahoma, Miami, Ohio State, LSU, USC, Texas, and Florida. So 
So in the first 10 years, you had 10 different national champions, and you had a smaller pool to pick from. And in the playoff era, you've had more. Does some of that have to do with the kind of changing like world of college football? Like you get Nick Saban, who's just going to be in there every year. Like the, the parody within college football itself changed more than there's less parody. But I also think it's because we've now designed a system that less teams get the chance that they maybe do. Because if you're going to make it to where the sec champion gets in, no matter what, no matter what, I, As I they mean, should. If if two <laughs> if you lose two games and you're an SEC champion, you'll get in. Doesn't matter if you deserve to be there or not. Same and and the Big Ten champion is always going to get in, and one other conference is always going to get in. I, I don't know which conference it'll be. So but, so but, what's the solution? You said it, so like you're glad it, like these TV contracts, stop, everything yeah, blows it up. It, stop making it to where a two loss could remove you from having a chance. And by by making it a two loss and you, and you get out unless you're in the SEC. Caleb's a big bracket guy and a big like uh, fair competition guy. So let's let's get I, I two just cents think from Caleb. Ten years, ten different champions with less people to pick from. The BCS had more parity. Uh, I was just going to salary cap, just salary cap every team, and then uh, yeah. we fixed it. <laughs> All right, I think. Well, I appreciate that because that's a really good transition for the NIL. Yeah, I don't. Really helps us move the show along. Caleb moved the show along. Thank you. <laughs> um, so NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. That's kind of where it ends for me. It's been happening the whole time. Yeah, let's let's just do this quick because. Everyone knows that players should be compensated something like this is now a multi-million, maybe billion dollar industry. Right. Um, the fact that players aren't getting anything is bullcrap. They should be able to make money off their name, Im- image, and likeness. The biggest plus that the nation gets out of this is the return of NCAA football, the video game. Right. The only thing I was going to say about NIL, I think – it's the Wild West right now. You can do whatever you want. How it's going to change, you're going to get your first kid who's a 1099. Your firstborn son? Yeah. A kid is going to be a 1099, and he's not going to file taxes, and he's going to be like a stud freshman, and he's going to do like his next three years in jail for tax evasion. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, we should get some rules around that. Well, then they start the longest yard, <laughs> right. uh, and then... We'll play with Brittany Griner. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... Um, <laughs> We we kind of touched on TV contracts. Is there any big coaching change? You you got a coaching change. How oh, yeah. do you feel about uh, Louisiana Billy? Um, I'm ready to hurt again. I'm I've put all my eggs in the basket. I had, I mean, I had an econ teacher basically explain this to me once. He said, "When did you take econ?" Uh, Gainesville State. Um, uh, Doctor Han <laughs> checks out. <laughs> He basically told it to me like this. You want to put all your eggs in one basket, whether that's relationships, whether that's finances, your hopes and dreams, your future. You want to put them all in one basket. Right. That way. When it hits. When it hits, it hits hard. That's right. That That's a that's a core concept of, of economics and finances. Yes. Definitely put everything in one basket. Exactly. So, no, I mean, I. What does that have to do with Billy Napier? <laughs> I'm putting all my eggs in the basket okay. and right. as I do every year, but this is different because we have a new coach and the, look, this is what being a fan is all about. Yeah. Every year is a new beginning. Uh, the page is turned and having a new coach 
gives you that kind of optimism of like things are going to be different now. <laughs> so the next coach we need to talk about is Brian Kelly for LSU. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. Yeah, that, that was the sound clip of, I. who cares where he's from? I think he's from like New Hampshire or something like that, but he's not from he's Louisiana. He's not from Louisiana. And he was like, my family. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'll, he's basically every girl that went to an SEC school, like out of high school and in their first year was like, Hey y'all, um, I, I'll go to Ole Miss now. It's like, where did the Southern accent come from? Yeah, that's uh, Coach Brian Kelly. Kelly Kelly is now like the deacon of contribution at some First Baptist Church in Louisiana with that accent. But so he he's at LSU. Um, I mean, we all hate to see Coach O go, but I think that's Jason. Give me a Coach O real quick. Oh, I'm not ready to leave though. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that I actually liked how honest he was. I mean, he, he all but came out and said, I, I cannot win a national championship at Notre Dame, right? Um, and I think that's as is. I, this has nothing like. And why I, is that? I truly think if, if Notre Are Dame. Are they overrated the 10, every single year? Uh, somebody did. Some, they've lost like five ranked games in 10 years or something like that. I don't know if that's overrated. Is that true? Yeah. They, they did. They, they talked. I don't know. The source, the talking heads. <laughs> talking heads but uh i think that um i think that brian kelly i liked how honest he was but i also think as soon as notre dame joins a conference they they only help their chances to win a national championship so i don't i don't fully agree with what with all saying. the tv contracts and everything do you think yeah. they join a conference at this point i don't know but i also think with all the tv contracts all the oh we couldn't attract x x amount of talent that goes out the window because notre dame's got a bigger purse than LSU, absolutely, when it comes to NIL and recruiting, no no doubt. Yeah, they're probably the biggest brand in college football, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually not even close. Like, Notre Dame is such a bigger brand than LSU when it comes to NIL. So Carr made another face. When it comes to NIL, Carter, do you really think LSU is a better brand? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The dogs. <laughs> do you, the dogs are the biggest brand. <laughs> Do you really think Georgia's a bigger brand than Notre Dame? Oh, I mean. Oh! won a national title more recently. Oh, so recency bias. I learned about that in corporate training at my... That's, that's every Georgia fan anytime you say anything <laughs> about them. But so, Carl, okay, do you one, think when people nationwide see the G, do they think of the Packers or the Dogs more? <laughs> so, <laughs> we, won a, so, we won a championship more recently than the Packers. Okay, that that's a okay. We obviously that is true because within the last 365 days they won a national championship. Um, so it, I didn't. So th- how many years? What? So I, did, many I didn't years, think a championship would go to dogs' heads, but I was wrong. <laughs> how many years? Uh, I heard this expression: Georgia is now simply just like horny for attention. That's that's all it is. Like now that they've won. They don't know what to do with themselves. And so they're just like, oh, haven't been God. there before. Right. Like, it's just, <laughs> you, you guys remember we won, right? You, you, you remember that? Like, yeah, unfortunately we saw it. That's it's coincidentally, coincidentally, that's also the last time the country was in a recession. So I think they're correlated, but let's get back to the point. So, so how many, how many years ago 
Before is it bad time, for the economy? Did Georgia, did Georgia win the national title? It was 41 years. For, 41 years. And do you know when Notre Dame's last national championship was? Sometime in the 80s. It was 1988. So, up until this past year, if we're just going by the argument, very, very recently you're saying that Georgia has become a better brand. In one, in one championship, one championship, they're now a better brand than Notre Dame. So when luck. Georgia played in South Bend, half the stadium was dogs fans. I, yeah, we were there. When Notre Dame came to Athens, just simply incredible. Just the Never seen anything the standard like visitor section was filled up. It, Nothing crazy. It was full of people. There was people everywhere. The look, you don't want to admit it. The dogs are here to stay. <laughs> They're taking over. They're climbing in your windows, <laughs> snatching your people up. All right, producer Carter's done. So, uh, the, wait, the, was that a reference to uh, hide your kids, hide your wife? That's a nice OG kind of YouTube reference we, there. Maybe we'll put that in here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I back to Les Miles. I think Les Miles coming makes a lot of sense. I also think Les he, Miles coming makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Uh, the last Miles, time he's came, Brian Kelly. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Kelly going to LSU makes a lot of sense, but I also think that. If Notre Dame joins a conference in the next three years, I think they'll win a national championship before Brian Kelly wins one at LSU. Hold on, Zach. Talking to the mic. Hang on. Right, Homeless a, man Zach's about to chime a question in. for Jason. If Notre Dame joins the SEC, where do they finish? So, east or west? And I'll repeat what your answer is because I'm not passing you back the mic. Okay, well, that... Obviously matters because one side is significantly better than the other side. The East is much better than the West. <laughs> Top to bottom, the West is better. We all can agree on that right now. Okay. It usually goes about a decade at a time and then it passes back and forth. It's passing right now. Okay. It's passing back now. <laughs> the tide is turning. <laughs> the tide is turning. There's a, right, there's so, a sleeping giant in the so East. <laughs> if, if Notre Dame joined the SEC West this year, I think they would finish second or third. I also think if Notre Dame was in the Big Ten West, they would get to the the Big Ten Championship, completely unopposed. And for one game, could they beat Ohio State? Yeah, why not? Now, they play Ohio State this year, so that, you know, it would be a rematch. But, yeah, by, by that logic, what I just said, that I think Notre Dame will get to a national championship or win a national championship. All right, the original point was, is Notre Dame the biggest brand in college football? No, no, no. It was a bigger brand than Georgia, which they are. Right. I, I think brand-wise, that's correct. So, so – Brian Kelly goes to LSU. I think it's I think it's a good hire. I also don't know if I think his ceiling is what he's already done at uh, Notre Dame. I don't think he ever wins a national championship. So is he a coward? Yeah, sure. Let's call him a coward. All right. So we talked a little bit about uh, NIL, all that stuff. The fact that NCAA, the football game is coming back, which is more important. Everyone, clap it up. We get the video game back next year. Um, really excited about that. We're we're already seeing stuff coming out. Like we've been waiting for this game for forever. Everyone's been like, "Please just don't have the Madden engine. Please don't have the Madden engine." They said we're going to use we're going to have the Madden engine, right? So that sucks. But the Madden engine is just like the the gameplay. Like, so you know how like you were same. just playing a game of Madden Carter, and like if you ran through the middle of the hole instead of like bouncing around as you pass your offensive lineman, you kind of just got sucked into a tackle. That's the Madden engine. It's the frostbite engine. It sucks. It's never been good. Yeah. But EA has paid a lot of money. And so they've decided 
uh, this is what we're going to put it on. So now the good news is though, uh, to satiate my college football thirst, like I've been watching simulations of, <laughs> of college football games via the last version of NCAA that was out with the updated rosters. I'm good with simulation. <laughs> I'm very good with calculation canceled. Um, we're going to vicariously get to play the video game um, to kind of get us through the off season one, two, uh, they'll probably have game features that are unique to the college football game, like recruiting. I wonder how they're right. going to use NIL and things like that. Like with this new version of suspensions, suspension, I, I need suspension, transfer I need, portals, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. What are some features that you are hoping they have that they haven't had in past games with the new era that right. we're in? So the first thing I would say is I'm, I'm just, the, the good news is the, so if you play Madden, the gameplay is crappy, but it's always been crappy. So it's what I think really kills Madden is like the, the the franchise mode, right? It's all the other stuff that you do that's just as bad. So there's just no redeeming quality about Madden. Right. Whereas with NCAA, recruiting was always fun. Um, customizing your schedule is always fun. Having guys like leave early for the draft. Like, I guess that's kind of like free agency, but there was the transfer portal and stuff. Trying so, to take like an FCS school, yes. like get them into yep, 100% building up, building like, up a school. Right. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're the head coach of the Dolphins, right, on Madden and you win the Super Bowl, it's not like another team's going to come offering you a job. You just stay with the Dolphins yeah. every year. So, like, if you were SMU and just the offensive coordinator and you put up crazy numbers, you could get a job, you know, in the SEC, maybe even with Georgia, right? If they were to fire Kirby Smart or something, like, that'd be so <laughs> cool. But, like, so I think I think, I think think that uh, the the other features, I think, are what's going to save that game no matter what, and there's a nostalgic factor. The, what I hope that they have, I really hope that the transfer portal is a thing. And the other thing, so I have the last NCAA, and I, I play it almost every night. Yeah. Um, I'm very jealous. I, so during the pandemic, I tried to buy, I bought an old Xbox and I tried to buy the latest version of the game on eBay and I'm R worded and just, I was like, Oh, it's 10 bucks. Like what a deal. And <laughs> it was just, the case. It, it was just the case. <laughs> I open it up and some idiot is sitting there cashing checks because so he, he sold me a case. When he when he told me that, I knew right away as soon as he told me the price because I had to pay $175 <laughs> for a PS3 version of a video game that came out like seven years ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think Transfer Portal, I think, uh, I, you know, recruiting would be cool. But the, the biggest thing that I notice about the game now, so if you get a kid to commit, he's just committed. And that's so far from the truth. So I think... I'm excited to see an early signing period, a regular signing period, kids flip. Like, I, I think there's no reason to not have some of that logic built into the game. Yeah. I think they also should incorporate some kind of like, um, almost like GTA, like side missions yep. for the coach. Yep. Um, so, mini games, mini games. Yeah. Like mini games. And I think there should be like free agent coaches out there. Like, Urban Meyer should just kind of be waiting in the wings. Like, yeah. Are we going to hire him? Are we not going to hire him? Just in a bar. A like little, mini game is yeah. you tap the A button as fast as you can and his hands kind of go where they go, where they go right. in, yeah. in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think a mini game, uh, like I'm thinking road to glory 
So like, let's say you go to that big school, depending on the type of school you go to, that's the type of car. So if you go to Alabama, obviously you get the red challenger. I think there should be some, there should be a racing mode. I think, I think you've raced around Tuscaloosa at mini games (laughs) in road to glory. I think that could be good. Um, I kind of want to see some questionable NIL deals. So like in road to glory, I think it should also be like, can you hurt your image by like, if you're like, let's say your name is like Frank Martell and you go to like Ohio state, but you suck and like people transfer in, but you get an NIL deal with like jewel pods. I think that'd be good. <laughs> like, I think that'd be really cool. Cause like yeah. his, his NIL valuation is really high. Um, Tate Martell, not Frank. But Frank, he might need to Frank Martell, to Frank. his cousin. Yeah. Wait, Tate Martell, he's transferred to so many schools. He's going to change his name to Frank Martell. I, I'd be willing to bet. That and Tate, just start it all over again. If he's got any eligibility, his NIL valuation is probably higher than just about every starting quarterback in the country. Yeah. Because everyone knows Tate Martell is just a little punk. So <laughs> yeah. he's worth something. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think those would be good ones. What about, like, unlockable players, like – uh, or teams or coaches from the past. Like, I want to see um, – what was his name? The Kansas coach, the fat Kansas coach, uh, Mangini. Mangina. Mangini, Man- yes. Yeah, yeah. If, if you don't know Mangini, uh, the Kansas coach, look up uh, Kansas coach orange Bowl. with the Orange Bowl mascot, yeah. and they're the exact same size. I think he was bigger. I think he put the Orange Bowl to shame. <laughs> Is, he eclipsed the, the Orange yeah. Bowl mascot. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best pictures that's out there. I, I think that's really good. Um, I, lo- I think it was NCAA 06. As you got better, your girlfriend, the picture of her, she got hotter. That's, that's It's proven. Like NCAA actually figured out every guy's type. Because they clearly got it right. Because as you got better, your girlfriend got hotter. There's never been a single guy that's ever just. That's when guys that. could be guys, right? Yeah, guys could be guys. <laughs> so, you know, um, I think I think that'd be a good feature to have in there. Um, Producer Caleb, can you beer me a beer? And then, obviously, I think uh, some of the old teams would be fun. Let's let's get to the the peanut gallery here. So when I say NCAA, and you think about playing NCAA. What are some of the like the players or teams you remember? Like, you know, how, like I'm super techno bowl used to be like first player home, Raiders, Bo Jackson, like you would just like name it. And before we start that segment, uh, we should do a pop a top for old time's sake. If uh, the OG listeners will remember our our segment, pop a top. All right. Brought to you by a crisp. Uh, I'm working with a Bud Light here. What do you got? I got a white call, black, Ooh, black cherry. Man card. I've gotten fatter. <laughs> all right, all right. Carter, uh, all right, so what's like? What's the first team or player you think of in the old NCAA video games? It's a good question because, I mean, all I used was Georgia every single year. That's exactly who I was using. <laughs> you guys keep passing me the mic. You're just going to get nothing but Georgia stuff. Card, trust me, I'm refraining everything in my body to not just. Let's talk about the running backs. We got Aiden Dennis. <laughs> Dodie Devon, Dodie Devon, Dog, Dog. Uh, Sir Hale, Dog. Everything in my body is just refraining from everything coming back to Florida, the gravity uh, that it attracts in my body. But so I, I, I'm, I, I'm leaning on Jason's general college football knowledge. No, for sure. So I do have an answer to this. So it actually is a specific moment in a specific time. So I'm in high school. I'm <laughs> um, trying to break my way into hanging out with some older friends. Oh, I was always the young nice. person in the crew. And so, you know, <laughs> um, put them in the boo box. 
you know, one of my friends that I was trying to break in with was, was my neighbor from across the street, Jason. And one of my good friends that I was in a play at church where I was, we were both fellow sheep and JB. And so one night we we're over at JB's Cut house. To the chase, we're, Carter. Playing some, <laughs> we're playing some video games. <laughs> And JB's Georgia Tech, Jason, I can't remember who Jason is. And all I remember is that JB is getting, you know, beaten pretty bad by Jason. All of a sudden, I just hear this scream of, I just want to go cuss and masturbate in the shower. <laughs> so I have very fond memories of that. I couldn't tell you who Jason was, but I know for a fact Georgia Tech was on that video game screen. And then you also had Reggie Ball and Calvin Jackson, uh, Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> Calvin Johnson. I think, uh, one, that was the only sense of relief I could summon at the time was like, if I took a shower, cussed and did the thing that Carter just said, I won't repeat it. Our, um, our sponsors will not be happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our sponsors are not going to be happy with that. Um, that's the only sense of relief I could find. And did I find it? Did I not? I won't, we don't know, but what version of that was that? Oh, six. So I, I I actually I believe that it was uh I don't think it was Calvin Johnson because I I remember I used to always play with Georgia Tech when they ran the triple option, and so I think it was Josh Nesbitt who was the quarterback and it was Demarius Bebe Thomas was the wide receiver. And uh, who's the Dwyer? They had they had Dwyer. They had uh, transfer Antonio Allen from Louisville, and they had Roddy Jones, Chambly High School. Yeah, I, I think the first so yeah producer uh, homeless Zach. I mean, I don't I don't have an eloquent story like Carter, but I was just saying. All right, take the mic back. <laughs> I was just saying USC Bush Liner. I think that was probably my team. Liner, Bush Liner. I mean, Zach is incapable of remembering or saying a name correctly. Matt Liner. Just just be normal. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get booed, but I wasn't into college football. Yeah. We played Blitz. We played Blitz. St. Louis right, Rams. St. Louis version. Give me the yeah. <laughs> Josh Birnbaum, oh, step right. on up. Get on the scale, son. <laughs> get off the scale. Okay, Turn off the scale. All right. For for <laughs> I, I for me for me that that first year that you got to play with uh Pat White and Steve Slayton with West Virginia that was oh, such yeah. a cheat code. They were they were so good. Yeah, like that the Pat White on NCAA was like Vic on like 07 Madden. He he was so so tough. Yeah. yeah. All those games are cataloged specifically and it it enhanced the whole college football experience of every year it was like Remember that season? Yeah, I remember it because of that game. And I knew, like, every team right. through and through way more, like, detailed because I, I, I remember buying a Phil Steele magazine and spending an entire weekend updating the names. Knowing I don't have to do that again is pretty comforting. That is nice, yeah. So looking at the top ten, it goes Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, and then Baylor. That rounds <coughs> out our top ten. Um, is there anybody in the top 10 that you think has no business being there? Um, I can't conceive of why Clemson is as high as they are. Uh, they sucked last year, right? I mean, I feel like every time I looked up the score, like they, who'd they lose to last year? 
They had a couple bad losses. So it was NC State, I believe. Um, who I think is overrated. So that kind of defeats my argument. <laughs> um, in the top 25, I'm like, NC State, get out of here. Clemson, get out of here. Not out of the top 25, but... So they lost to Georgia, they lost to NC State, and they lost to Pitt. And they were, like, down or barely beat several teams. Including Florida State. <laughs> and South Carolina. I don't know. I just... And they Brent Venables went to... Oklahoma, there's some turnover there. I just, I, I don't hang my hat on, I mean, Dabo has su- like some sustained success. He's had some national champions, uh, national championship teams, but I just don't view him in the same rung of coach as Saban where it's like, it doesn't matter what coordinators he loses. It doesn't matter like how good their class was. They're going to be good. I just think Clemson, they're, they shouldn't be ranked as high as they are. Gotcha. That's one I, That's one that stuck out to me in the, as far as the top ten. Gotcha. So there is one, two, there's two Big Ten teams. There's uh, one ACC team. There's two Big 12 teams. One Pac-12 team. Two, two SEC teams. Is that right? Did I do the math? Three, three SEC teams, sorry. So there's three SEC teams. Um, it's I actually I, I don't hate it just because I think for the first time in a while it seems like the top ten it's like a little more spread out because I'd be I'd be a big fan of like no rankings except for by the the playoff committee. So like no rankings mean anything. Um, I mean so I, I, I agree with that in it, general because right. So the top ten, the top twenty five, whatever. No one knows. Like, right. it's not going to, in my opinion, it's not going to look anything like it does right now outside of the top four or five. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I I don't really think I have any problem with anybody in the top ten. I can see Oklahoma, I think, losing losing your coach and losing your quarterback, basically all of your production. Two quarterbacks. Yeah, two quarter Losing all of your production and not being a very strong defensive team, bringing in a new system. Uh, somebody who's never been a head coach and probably, and like a defensive a defensive coach at Oklahoma, even yeah. though Bob Stoops was, that just doesn't jive yeah, with their culture yeah, I, to me. I I don't necessarily see Oklahoma as like a top ten team, but but then I'm like, are we are we going to put Baylor in there? I don't know. So I I guess for now I'm fine with it, but th- maybe that's the only team that I have an issue with. What I'd like to do next, who's our low key thick dark horse? Um, Our low-key, thick, dark horse. Jason, I know you have a couple teams in mind. She ain't fat. She low-key thick. (laughs) Um, Who you got? All right, so I think the team that I, I... So you said you think NC State is overrated? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and here's my logic. There's no real logic. I just see NC State, I see the Wolfpack logo and I gotcha. go, they're not good. Okay. That's uh, that sounds well thought out. So <laughs> I uh I mean, Carter, <laughs> you're with me on that. No, they've they're returning like nine starters on defense. So? They had like one of the best defenses in the country last year. No. <laughs> NC State's never going to be like a good football team. That's just the way my brain works is like, have y'all ever been good? No. Why are you going to be good now? (laughs) Tell me uh, I'm wrong. 
I you can't. How could you argue with that? So <laughs> I think it's pretty rock solid. I like I like NC State a lot. I think the team that I'm going to pick who's in the top 25, and I think they're Cincinnati getting in last year and the success they've had the past two years. This is what's going to help this team. I I think Houston is going to go undefeated. Houston's ranked 24th in the country, and um, they get they got games like at Texas Tech. Um, they have at Texas Tech, and they play South Florida at home. Like they, they really just have a pretty easy schedule. It's like their their tough games are at Texas Tech. They go to Memphis, who's unranked. Um, they go to SMU. It's just a really really easy schedule. Um, I think they're the only ranked team in their conference in the American. Um, so yeah, that's that's who I have is is Houston. I think Cincinnati will take a step back. Um, this year they. I mean, they. I think they lost like. This. How can they not? They lost Sauce. Was it uh, nine guys to the NFL or something crazy like yeah. that? Yeah, they, they lost the same number of players to the NFL as Alabama. Yeah, so I think Houston is is my team that I I would not be shocked if when the playoff rankings start coming out, the argument is, well, how do we keep these guys out? They're undefeated, so that that's who my team is. I, I like Houston. Okay. Um, I think that's a solid pick. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say not NC State. Okay. They're they're high key overrated. So every everybody else is low key thick on the top twenty five. Not everyone's low key thick. I mean, I, when we get to the conference breakdowns and specifically SEC, because that's a little bit more of my uh, your wheelhouse. That's a little more of my wheelhouse. I'll I'll speak on overrated, underrated. Why don't, why don't we just cut to the chase? What should Florida be ranked in the top twenty five? <laughs> <laughs> just get this out of the way. Um, I, I actually like I like that they're not rated. It gives us a chip on the shoulder. Uh, I'm really impressed with your restraint. It gives us a chip on the shoulder. I mean, there's no reason to expect much out of them outside of like knowing the program. Um, they had foundational institutional chaos last year with uh, Dan Mullen, and you know they the end of the season was an absolute disaster. So yeah, they're not going to be ranked and that's fine. But I do think if, if gun to my head they're they are my low key thick uh, <laughs> <laughs> underrated uh, team that I, I sincerely say this with 100% bias that I think they're over under when total is like seven and a half. I think they're going to get at least nine so they're going to do better than advertised. And moving forward, they're going to be a real problem in college football with Billy Napier. I'm just curious, where do you think those nine wins are coming from? We're, we're going to get into that. We're, we're going to get into that. So um, they're coming. One of them's coming from Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Laugh now. <laughs> um, I will refrain from being biased. I, I no, don't think, Jason, no. I don't think Miami. I, I would love to. Oh, okay. Miami. Hold on, hold on. Miami overrated. That means a lot that you would say that. I, Miami, uh, no one, no one on Twitter or college football right now is making me more mad than Miami fans. They're talking a lot of noise and it's just, it's just undeserved. And <laughs> I, I don't know who they think they are. Yeah. So I would say, um, I think, I think you could easily point out Miami. I, I don't even know. Hold on. Zach's passing around the phone, doing some garbage. What? what Homeless Zach, can you pass your phone over? I, I, how about I describe it and I'll I'll say what's going on and no what context. I think you're. Yeah, I'll give no context. I'll just say what you're thinking about. Uh, I was just looking at. Uh, no, literally talking said, to the mic. Don't give context or pass the phone and. All right, homeless Zach. Homeless Zach. Nothing but give the phone to Zach. Do nothing oh. but give the phone to Zach. 
Give the phone to Jason. All right, so I got the phone. <laughs> and, okay, so Zach just pulled up the current win streak that Georgia has against Notre Dame. So, so what Zach, so what homeless Zach is so doing. Zach's not, time, so Zach. Record. Notre Dame, Notre Dame is not in Zach's head rent free right now at right. all. He's been uh, stewing on this. Okay. All right. So let's talk about something that was 45 minutes ago. Sure. We could, we could do that. So, uh, okay. So, um, what I've, I, so I think we could pick Miami. Uh, I I really really hate Arkansas. I don't, yeah, I I think Arkansas is overrated. So, so Arkansas last year, uh, and I'll just remind me not to go into detail on this when we get to the conference. Arkansas last year has one legitimate win, and it was on a neutral field. They beat Texas A and M at Jerry World, right? So they won that game. Texas A and M went eight and four. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they beat Alabama. That was an eight and four football team. They beat Texas, and everybody was like, oh, my God, Arkansas is so good. Let's rank them really high before they go get just boat raced by Georgia. Texas lost to Kansas. So that eliminates that as a win. And then their only other win was a 500 LSU team who had just fired their coach and who had multiple players just sitting out the year, including Derek Stingley. So I don't think Arkansas had any legitimately good win every other ranked opponent they played every other decent bowl team they lost to on that schedule so I don't I Arkansas is not good they're ranked 19th I also think USC being 14 doesn't make a whole lot of sense when I think that last year uh, was it seven they go seven and five last year I know they got a new coach but like this is that's not a talented uh that's not a talented football they team. lost Jackson Dart who's going to be their quarterback now well, they, they got the tra- Caleb Williams transfer from yeah, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is still a – God, that, that football team went one, two, three, four. That football team went four and eight last year, USC. So, yeah, let's rank them 14. That, that makes yeah, that's sense. pretty wild. So, for them to be ranked, just to, if Texas is not back, why is USC ranked? And Texas has more preseason hype every year than anybody. So, true. USC shouldn't be ranked. So, basically, everyone's overrated. That's right. And um, outside of the top four or five. Yeah, and Houston. And Houston, low-key thick. <laughs> All right, so let's, um, let's move into the conference breakdown. I think we should start with the Big Ten just to, or, or the ACC to get it out of the way because I think we'll spend more time talking about the SEC. Yeah. What do you think? Sure. Uh, start with the ACC. I, I think Clemson, I guess, is the favorite. But again, I mean, they're it's in the ACC, so they're playing. Who's their biggest competition? Clemson. Miami, um, NC State, Florida State. No, not good competition. You're saying? No, I was. Florida State doesn't need to be in that conversation. I'm just saying, like who. Who's the contenders in the ACC this so year? So I, I think it's really just two teams this year. I think it's Clemson and Miami. Um, and I think Miami is, as we've talked about, I, I, don't, I don't think they're good. Now, they're in, the, they're in the Coastal. So I think Miami wins the Coastal, unfortunately, pretty easily. Um, Which will be the first time they've accomplished this feat, They won it correct? last year. Miami? Yeah. Oh, no, no, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, two years ago. Okay. Well, they haven't won they an won ACC championship. Year. No, they have never won an ACC championship since joining. So Miami, I think, plays Clemson, and Clemson's actually going to get a chance to beat them twice this year. 
um, once in Clemson, which I th- I, th- I think is ugly. And then I I really do think Clemson goes undefeated this year. Whether or not they're a good football team is is irrelevant. But they I think that they'll they'll go undefeated. Carter, yes, producer Carter. Jason, can you just do us all a favor and help us understand the how the two divisions in the ACC are aligned? Because I don't think it makes sense geographically. It's it's not designed to make sense geographically. It's kind of like uh, how the Big Ten started out with the legends and leaders. It's just stupid. Basically, they wanted to make sure the old North Carolina. Carter, some teams are coastal and some teams are Atlantic. Yeah, it's not that hard to understand. That. If you're not sure, they're in the coastal. <laughs> that that's. That's actually yeah, it seems like the way they set it up was like, like let's put all the good teams in the coastal. Pick, pick pick a team, pick a team that you know is in the ACC. They're in the coastal. <laughs> pick a team you're not sure is in the ACC, but you know is in the ACC. They're in the coastal. See, that's how, that's that. See, I, coastal. See that this is literally the argument. That's what you do if you know a team is in the ACC and you kind of think of it. They're in the Atlantic. So if you if you think if you're almost positive that they're in the ACC and they've been an ACC team, they're in the Atlantic. And if you're not sure and you're always like, what, which side are they on? They're in the Coastal. Wait, vice versa. It, it just worked like three straight times. I thought the, I thought Coastal was the one that everyone's in. No, Atlantic. Atlantic. Okay. So um, it's like Florida State, Atlantic, Clemson, Atlantic, um, NC State, Atlantic. Um, and I was talking ACC. Yeah, that, so we're done. We can we can <laughs> skip over my team. Uh, Why, uh, Jason? Just talk. Air some air some laundry. Get it out. This is I, a therapy session. I, okay, so aired laundry is I I think Willie Taggart belongs buried underneath a jail, <laughs> kept alive, canceled. Just, <laughs> just I he's Will, Willie Taggart. I'm, he deserves a medal for how fast he destroyed something. Like he inherited a ten-win roster and immediately made it suck. So I think I don't know if anybody could really like. It's kind of like I, Joe Biden. I mean it. I mean it honestly <laughs> that I don't know if anybody could have fixed it. And unfortunately, I I think we're still two years away, which is two years too many. I think Mike Norvell goes five and seven and gets fired. And then everybody's gonna be like, "What about Dion? Dion doesn't need to be the coach." But that's what you want, though. Is Mike Norvell to want, I do not want no, no, no. But that you want Mike Norvell to get fired. No, no, no. Who wants the job at Florida State? To, okay, so here's I'll I'll say this: when we hired Willie Taggart, we could have gotten just about anybody we wanted, and we settled on Willie Taggart. We could have we could have gotten I I tr- I bet you we could have gotten Lane Kiffin. In, instead. Now I don't think you could convince him to leave Ole Miss. I don't. I don't even know if you could convince Hugh Freeze to leave Liberty for the FSU job because I think he thinks he can get a better job. Yeah. So yes, I think the only way that FSU fixes everything is they catch lightning in a bottle. They hire somebody that nobody wanted, and he ends up being successful. And that does happen. Like Urban Meyer was at Bowling Green. Um, so we just need a lucky hire that somehow works out. Other than that. It will not work. <laughs> and I will. Jason, I, I respect what you're doing right now because I've done it many times is you set the bar so low for yourself, your expectations so low that you can't be disappointed. It's a defense mechanism and I respect it. No, but no, I'll lose my shit. If we win four games, we're going <laughs> five and seven. This is a five and seven football team. <laughs> and I stand by that. 
<laughs> no, you did you do that bad after I told you not to? Okay, no, there was a point when I was like, oh, maybe there's seven wins here. No, it's we're five and seven football team. Anything other than that, I would be shocked. I think we go five and seven. Mike Norvell gets fired, and we're stuck in this for perpetuity. All right, so that was so, the ACC. So Florida State's Real in purgatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Big Ten. Big Ten. Okay. It's Ohio State, and everybody else is playing for a second. I think Ohio oh, State Also is, in my overrated list, Michigan. What are they, like number six or something? They're in the top ten. I think they're seven or eight. Overrated. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think Ohio State's really good. They brought in a, a – well, so I don't know if it was a new defensive coordinator or he was already there and they promoted him to defensive coordinator. They're, I don't, their defense was so bad last year. Like it was, it was like a bottom 30 defense or something crazy. Um, I think like – any improvement on defense, and that's a really good team because they they're going to score a ton of points. Their receivers, they're the best receivers in the country. They probably have one of the best running games in the country. They they could have the best quarterback in the country. Like that that offense looks really good. Defense, if it's just marginally better, I think is makes them a really really good team. I think I think it's Ohio State and everybody else is playing for second. Yeah. So basically, the synopsis of kind of what college football has been the past five or six years is there's one or two teams in a conference. Maybe, maybe not in the big 10. I mean, you've had Penn, in the five or six years, you've had Michigan has won the big 10. You've had Penn state win the big 10. You've had a different team every year represent the but West. I'm saying like it, in a nutshell, what you're talking about for the big 10 oh, okay. is kind of what college football has been is like, yeah, there's these four teams and then there's everyone else. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think you could swap like Penn State. Like if you told me that Penn State finishes like so Penn State's not ranked to start the year, which I, I kind of thought was surprising, but put them on my low key thick. Okay. Low key thick Penn State. So they're if you told me at the end of the year they finished in the top fifteen, sure. Like I I and and if they replace Michigan, I would totally get that. I think on the West, they the West is pretty wide open. Like Purdue's really good. Minnesota's really good. I wish I was I was so at some point they'll be ranked. Um, uh, we we have a giggle factory on on the Love Sack. Homeless Zach and producer Carter. Homeless Zach and producer Carter. Just on tell the us what you're laughing about. Zach, <laughs> Zach said, <laughs> name one person on Penn State. Oh, no, okay. uh, who JB? That's not what I was laughing. At. I've established this earlier. I go based off of like tradition like their history like who they are and their logo if i see that logo Penn State doesn't even have a logo well yeah they no yeah yeah they do they have the, like the nittany lion thing of the helmet like yeah when i see that helmet i'm like they're gonna be good okay nc state they're not gonna be good that's that is my meatball brain of college football so let me give you one morsel to throw on that meatball joey porter's son is a corner for penn state and he's probably gonna be a first round pick and the quarterback is sean clifford so that there's your meatball. Thank you. All right. Uh, Any more commentary, Zach? I wasn't laughing. <laughs> That's so embarrassing that you would even say that. Why would Why would you want us to know that you said that? Homeless, homeless Zach. What were you laughing about? Nothing. All right. Should we move on to the SEC? And I think I hope that the peanut gallery will actually say their comments instead of just like giggling. So Georgia in the East, Alabama in the West, that's kind of what everyone's thinking, right? Is that, is that what expert JB has? Expert JB, I mean, that's the most likely outcome, I would say. But I think the East is... Yeah, Aiden Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <short hand. laughs> 
I, I think it's going to be a lot tighter. Like I think the the talent gap between Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and Kentucky is a little tighter than what we all think. I think. I think Kentucky is wildly overrated. I mean, some people have them like going undefeated, which is preposterous. Um, I think Will Levis is definitely overrated. Um, and then I think Florida is going to make some noise. All right, here we go. <laughs> I think Florida is going to make some noise and they're going to be a team uh, outside of some depth issues on the defensive line. They have the front end talent, but down the season, maybe that becomes a problem, but they're going to be a team that's like, I don't want to play them. I know, I know look, what you're look, look, to this looking is- at Georgia. So I think, I think that, okay, so Georgia, and I, I welcome everyone to join this discussion in a little bit, but you lost basically an NFL caliber defense, right? Like all 11 players on defense are basically NFL caliber. You're losing what, nine of those guys? How many of those guys do you lose? How many starters did Georgia lose? Is it seven? Seven. Okay, so you're missing that. And then you have Stetson Bennett as quarterback, who people, Georgia fans, I'm looking at you guys, like throughout the season were like, give me JT Daniels. I don't like this guy. Put put this guy in. Like major complaints. Now I am a little worried now that he's got this new haircut. I'm not going to lie, because before I went from <laughs> who's this dorky guy with the Jufro running around past canceled <laughs> past like these good athletes. Now he's got a haircut and he's got a little high top fade going. And I'm like, hold on, maybe he is athletic. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think the disparity is not like Georgia head and shoulders above everyone. And then there's the other teams. I think it's more like they have maybe an inch on the other three teams. Georgia's schedule is very easy relative to the other teams in the conference, though. Okay. So, how do you, who is going to Atlanta from the SEC East? <laughs> Why is this a thought? I mean, Georgia probably is. Georgia probably is. All right, you know what? They're not. <laughs> it's going to be Florida. Anthony Richardson, Heisman, Coach of the Year, Billy Napier, Florida, SEC East champs. Maybe they kind of sputter out uh, in the game against Alabama. Wait. SEC champs, but sputter out. <laughs> All right, SEC East champs. A lot, of, a lot of sputtering. SEC East champs, they sputter. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the conventional wisdom is to say Georgia. I just I'm not I'm not gonna just outright say it though. <laughs> mostly mostly because Carter just said I want to hear you admit it. So now I definitely will not admit it. All right. So let, uh, I'll, I'll okay. Here here's the thing. You you have Stetson Bennett as quarterback. I'm sorry. He's not Rile like he's not a guy that's gonna like go out and win you games. He's more of like the game. He's a game manager guy. He yes he did win a national. He was, he was on a team that won the national championship. There's nothing wrong with being a game manager. There's nothing wrong with being There's a game manager. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay, I, let's bring Most it, of Alabama's let's, national let's bring champion up, Let's bring up the game. clips of you guys pissing and moaning about him being quarterback, and then as soon as the clock hits zero, you're like, Stetson Bennett's the greatest quarterback of all time. All right, so... So you think, he, you think he's a guy that you can hang your hat on, like he's going to lead us to the promised land, or he's a guy that 
because last year, here, here's my thing. Last year, you had an NFL NFL caliber defense, essentially. They're not going to be that good again. That's a once-in-a-generation defense. So you're not going to have that to lean on. You have a quarterback who gets the job done. He's fine. He's not a guy that is going to break the game open, do whatever. Yes, you have Brock Bowers. Who do you have at wide receiver? You lost Pickens. You got some good running backs. You have a good O-line. They're not a team, though, that... and that is like I'm scared of. I'm sorry. Like Georgia is good and they have an easy schedule and they are probably better than the other teams in the East. I just don't think that the talent gap and is head and shoulders, Georgia, everyone else. I think it's like they have an inch on the other teams in any given Sunday. I think they could, I'm not saying they're going to, I think they could lose to Kentucky. They could lose to Tennessee. They could lose to uh, Mississippi state. They could lose to Florida. I'm not saying they're going to, but those are it's up it's more up in the air than what the talking heads are saying. That's my take. Carter is looking at me. He's staring daggers through my face. Carter, Carter, how about you let me go through the SEC East? So Am I wrong in saying let, that like are they are I, I understand. You know, you know who else is also okay. Done that is LSU. Okay, hold on. Caleb just said, year. haven't they had a top five recruiting every single year? Fine. I'm just saying. There, there's are, teams are you who have those classes? Wait. So are you not too. saying that they? You're saying that they didn't have a once in a generation defense last year? To, to okay. just assume that they don't miss though on a recruit. Let's not not talk in the mic not, though. Let's that, let's that not doesn't. not talk in the mic. So so all right so. Let, I'll do the East. I I think it's Georgia, absolutely that represents the East. I, I don't I don't think it's particularly close. With that being said, I do think JB brings up a fair point of if they lost seven or kind of eight starters when you count um who was the other linebacker who got drafted. Um, it wasn't the Kobe Dean, the guy who would come in. Quay, no, no, Channing Tindall, who came off the bench. Um he was kind of that extra linebacker who would come in. He got drafted. So seven to eight guys, you had, you know, your best players on defense that are returning, uh, or I'm sorry, Jalen Carter is, but the, but the guys outside of that, that seem to get a lot of hype are Nolan Smith and um, Beal, the defensive ends who combined have seven sacks, I think in their career, it's, it's really low. So I, I I'm, I'm honestly just a little stunned at how cocky these guys are over here. I'm they not, they, 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 win, won a they win a national championship. Act like you've been there before. They but they haven't. They haven't. So like in their entire life they haven't. So I get it. But they the that defense was really really good. I don't think it was generational. I I think it was the best defense in the history of college football. And so I think to replicate so that So more than generational. Yes, many generations. So to to replicate that doesn't. It, that's all I'm saying. Is it like doesn't you don't seem very likely. You don't have that again, and that's a major part of why you won. It doesn't. It doesn't seem likely, and it also seems that on offense, there's a lot of question marks. I think it's fair to say that the receivers are average at best. They, I don't think they return many good receivers. Um, and to compensate for that, a good running game, which they will have, and, and but even with the running game, it's a bunch of guys who've never been the guy, and a quarterback who's fine. He's fine. It's it's a he's not great. He's fine. So right, you you okay? But were they any good? Is Anaya Smith any good? Is Lad McConkey any good? I don't know if they start. 
Okay, but the, I'll tell you who, where they don't start. I don't think they go to Gainesville and either one of them start. Okay, <laughs> this is a fun argument to have with Georgia fans where they don't pay attention to anybody else, but I, I think that it's it's a... Uh, it's so easy to talk when you have the mic and we don't. All right, Carter, tell me where Lad McConkey Well, y'all are play. sitting over there where like Greek gods the on the fucking love, would, yeah, would love would sack. Lad, Come talk. Would, yeah. Would Lad McConkey y'all start are, at Tennessee? We're getting, yes. You actually think he would? Dude, he is a good wide receiver. Like, let's not act like he isn't good. You can pull up stats. That's not going to show the whole story. You have to look at PFF. Let's talk about the running backs. We got Aiden Dennis, dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Uh, Sir Hale. Dog. <laughs> All right, Carter was proven wrong once again. So, no, I, I, I think, I think that their receivers are. I think it's fair to say that they were average at best last year. Um, and I think their best one clearly went to the NFL. They have Brock Bowers. Their, their tight ends are elite, no doubt about it. Their running backs are guys who have never been starters. That was a two-headed monster last year, and their their other backs were just other guys in the backfield. Not once have they been the guy. Look, can you just Is that fair, Carter? They were behind two seniors last year. Yes. They have Kendall Milton, five-star running back, that's who's fine. been awesome. Ken, Kenny McIntosh, four-star from Florida, stud. Great. Okay, that's all. Have they ever been the number one or number two option in the backfield? Have they ever have they had a game where they've had twenty carries? Either one of them. I mean, James Cook and Jimmy White have had twenty carries. James Cook had twenty touch games. Yes. No. All right, we'll pull that up. But all right, are you not satisfied with me saying that Georgia is the like probably going to win the East? I'm just saying it's not as sure of a thing as like you're not having you're not returning the defense you had last year, and you have a quarterback who's fine. He's fine. He's he's not like so. Hang on, before before are you Carter, not satisfied want, with me saying that they're not the greatest to, team to, in the world? I want you to have a fair chance. I said I think Georgia wins the East in a landslide. I do think because of all the other things I said, I have a hard time seeing. I don't know where the loss comes from. I have a hard time seeing them go undefeated necessarily. With that being said, I think Stetson Bennett isn't the fifth best. I think he's the fifth best quarterback in the SEC. And I don't know if that's necessarily a shot because this year I think the SEC has better quarterbacks, I think, top to bottom than they typically do. And I also think it's fair to say that Stetson Bennett was a very good game manager, and there's been multiple Alabama quarterbacks that have been national champion game. Jacob Coker won a national championship. That doesn't mean just because you win a national championship you were suddenly elite. I think it's fine to be a really, really good game manager – and I think that's what Stetson Bennett is. I don't think there's anything special about him. I think he won the job because he took care of the locker room, he took care of the ball, and he was a game manager. And that's why that's why he's the quarterback. I think there's quarterbacks in that locker room that are better than him. There's a pretty good stat. It's called quarterback efficiency, and it measures how, obviously, good a quarterback is. It does stuff like it doesn't necessarily take just yards thrown or touchdowns thrown, right? That can be a lot of a product of an offense or how many times an offense is throwing during a game, whatever the case might be. The point being is, number one last year, Bryce Young. Number two, C.J. Stroud. Anyone want to know, anyone know who number three was? I'm guessing you're going to say Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, right. When you look at his average depth of target, he is slinging the ball, right? We are just not throwing the ball more than 15 times a game. Count? Does that count yak? Does that, does that count yak? Does that just count air yards? Like what? I'm, I am curious about this stat. Great, like, great question. I'm, I'm not 100%. Look, I will admit that I was down on sets and bed and I thought JT Daniels was the way to go. But after seeing, you know, just putting the team on his back, I think he showed that he was 
you know, able to lead a team when he was able to bounce back. I mean, what he did in the national championship, throwing that ball to Adnan Mitchell for a touchdown, throwing to Brock Bowers for a touchdown. He clearly showed that he has the moxie and the poise to lead a team to a national championship. And everyone, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now that I've got the mic, I want to say this. I know people are saying, oh, did you even do Look, everyone said this about everybody's saying, oh, they lost. No, everyone's talking about how they're like losing so many people on defense. And look, yeah, they lost a lot of players on defense. You know who's still there? Jalen Carter. He is projected to be the he is. You're just saying that because the number you're just saying that because his name is Carter and your name's Carter. (laughs) (laughs) He does have a good name. No, I'm not saying that Nolan Smith is elite. He is a good football player. He is a good football player that plays on it. Okay, okay. He plays great team Carter, defense. Hold on. Real quick, real quick. We have Keely Ringo, who is a first-team All-American. Jalen Carter, first-team All-American. We have Chris Smith, who returns back as a fifth-year senior. We've got a lot of studs on this defense. And Tyke Smith. No, no, no. I'm talking about Chris Smith. Tyke is our star. So is your what synopsis I- that, yes, they did lose a probably one of the best college football defenses ever, but they're maybe maybe they're they're not going to be that good, but they're still going to be good enough. I'm saying that we are going to reload. I know that. Look, I understand that we do not have the same success that Bama has had over the last ten plus years. But when you look at the recruiting classes and you see what they have stacked year after year after year, to and respectfully pushing back, the gap has actually gotten bigger between other teams in the SEC East. They have blown away when you look at the four-year rankings 247 has a a way that you can look at the most four recent four years of composite rankings it's really georgia alabama and everybody else ohio state you can throw in there as well but the gap is getting bigger georgia has a ton of studs that you're going to learn about this year first game against oregon you're going to see these guys you never heard of and these are guys that have been waiting to to finally see the field that are four and five star athletes I, i i think that's fine one team I'd like to point out. Is there going to be a, a championship hangover? Because it's a real thing in the NFL. It's, it's a real thing in all sports. Is there going to be a little bit of a, we're sitting on our laurels a little bit. Is there going to be any kind of step backwards or maybe they they deal with that the first couple games, but then they get back on it. Do you think there's going to be any kind of championship hangover? I think there definitely could be. I mean, we haven't won a championship to be able to see what that looks like under Kirby Smart. I will say one thing that, or a couple things are going to help us. One, returning your starting quarterback. That's going to be huge, right? You have a leader on offense that knows what to do, where to line guys up, all that. You have a returning offensive coordinator in Todd Monken. And, um, Cara, I was, I was living in blissful ignorance and now you're making me a little scared. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I know that Georgia's going to win the East probably. I'm just saying it's going to be a little closer. It's going to be a little tighter. That's all I'm saying. So can you let me have that, please? <laughs> <laughs> so um, one one team who also had a top four consensus for three straight years recruiting class who just went 500 is LSU. So I think you can't just go off of recruiting rankings and decide. Okay, well, you didn't look it up according to this. Okay, well, it's right here. Last three, three, four, three, four, five. What is that average to? That average is to four. Wouldn't that be a top five class every year? Is that is that not how that works? Okay, so you're looking at 2018. That would be four years. So I said the last the last three years. So guys who would be seniors. So that's my point is 
Which is what we just said. So my, my point from the beginning has always been for three straight years, LSU has had a top five recruiting class and they just went 500. So I, I just, these are still high school kids who've never done anything. But is that, is that the exception or is that the norm? I think, so Carter asks, is that the exception or the norm? I would agree that it's not the norm. What I'm saying is that it does happen. So to, to act like it doesn't when a team who has been one ranking behind Georgia this entire time just proved that it can happen, I, I think reloading is so much more difficult than people realize. I've already said Georgia's winning the East, and I said I think they're only going to win one game, and I don't even know where it comes from. Lose one game. Because they're so much better than everybody they're playing. I just, I think. It's going to be tighter. I feel like, I feel, I think they're so much better than everybody they're playing. Tight. I just think that when they lose, it's going to catch them off guard. And and to be honest, maybe their toughest game all year is week one against Oregon. That It could be that's the toughest game the whole season. Championship hangover. They lose. <laughs> they don't know what to so, do. So I, I think we've done Georgia long enough. Carter, I'll give you one more point, and then we got to move on. Last point. And JB and I, this is something that we agree on. We do want, I, I want the East to be back on his rightful role of being top of the SEC. And I want to return back to the 90s with Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. You want to return back to the 90s, Carter? I want to return back to Florida and Tennessee being in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Returning back to the 90s is uh, that's actually bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> really bad for Georgia. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't really get into this. I, I, I actually have, t- I have Tennessee as the number two team in the, in the SEC, I think that they're they're pretty good. That's fine. In the SEC East, I'm sorry. SEC East, I'm sorry. I I have Tennessee as the number two team. I have Georgia beating everybody except for the one team they lose to, and I don't know who it is by ten plus points. Who do I have three? It's either Kentucky or Florida. I don't know. I Florida plays Kentucky real early. Yeah, no, I mean, September... It, it could go off the rails for both teams September quick. could be really bad for Florida right. really quick. It, it could go off the rails quick for both of those teams. So, so, I think we've done enough time on the East, obviously. I think we, we're in a... Well, JB's not. I'm in, a, I'm in agreement with producer Carter and homeless Zach and Caleb that Georgia's going to win the SEC East. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that they're going to... I think they're gonna win the East. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, Carter. He just it's gonna it. be a little closer. How does that, how does that feel? How does that feel, Carter? <laughs> There's still caveats. <laughs> I still think. I don't know. <laughs> the door's still open in my brain. Okay. <laughs> um, the West. It's Alabama. Um, people like Mississippi State a lot this year um, to be pretty good, and and a lot of them think that they're that's the upset for Georgia is Mississippi State, if there is one, um, do you think overrated? Mississippi State? Yeah. I think Mississippi State would be pretty good this year. I th- What people think Arkansas is, I think, is what Mississippi State actually is. I, I, I will say this. Here, here's my – for our splash, I, I, this is the year Texas A&M does it. I think they win the – I think Texas A&M wins the West. And I think Texas A&M wins the SEC. Really? Yes. You, what, they think, you think they win the SEC? I do. I do. A little, little Jimbo I think, bias? I think, little oh, Jim- absolutely. It's Jimbo bias. But I think that they finally have a line that can play clearly with Alabama and Georgia. I, I think if Alabama's offense was able to find success one game against Georgia and, the, and they were able to keep the quarterback clean and then they beat that Alabama team, I, I think I think A&M has been recruiting at the level, especially 
on the offensive and defensive line that if they can figure out the quarterback, yes, I, I think they can win the SEC. So there, there's my all right. That's, that's you. You pick Florida to be better than everybody thinks. I think, I think Texas A&M is good enough that if if I'm going to say Texas A&M is better than people think, because they're so high, that means that they win the SEC West, and then therefore win the SEC. I think they win the SEC. All right, that's our conference recap. At this point, uh, we're going to move to uh, a new segment, um, and we're going to hand it over to the hot ham. Hot hand ham for his uh, his college football picks for week zero, week one, and just generally, uh, I think you have some futures mixed in there. So, uh, Zach, we're going to bring you in here. All right, come on over here, almost, Zach. This is uh, hot ham Zach. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Hot hand ham. <laughs> Hot hand ham. <laughs> um, yes. So I have some bets. Uh, let's see. I guess we'll start with the season bets. Um, so Jason, I feel like. And he will. you will be posting these on Twitter for everyone to look at. Hold oh, you yeah. accountable to. Every week. Also, if you want to just ride his coattails to victory, because Zach is weirdly like lucks out on gambling. We are. Yeah. Zach, Zach tracked his record last yeah, year in last college year. football. He did pretty good. Uh, if you look at my Twitter, it's somewhere in there. He was probably 60%, which is insane. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> it is an investment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my first season, but we don't have to talk forever on these, but first one, I feel like you might not like this after hearing you talk, but Arkansas, seven wins, I say over. They were 9-4 and four last season, and I looked at their schedule. I think they go 8-4. and four. Thoughts? Okay. <laughs> uh, second one. This one I feel incredibly confident about, which is weird to say. Vandy, two and a half wins, under. You're going under. Under. On two and a half wins. I looked at their they schedule. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think maybe arguably the only win. So is this, this, this whole bet is going to hinge on the Hawaii game, essentially. Yeah. Well, two and a half. So they'd have to win... They're going to be Elon, whoever's that, whoever that is. Elon Musk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Elon from somewhere. And then, yeah, they play Hawaii, which I think they lose. But then there's no way they get a third win. Like, looking at their schedule, it's like they're so bad. They've only won two games, I think, ever, like for the past three years, they've won two games. Um, so that's that. Also, the fact that literally their coach said that, like, Vanderbilt is going to be the best program in the country at some point like no you're not even gonna win three games uh I let's believe. huh i believe uh west virginia i have them over six wins i think jt daniels he lights it up he finally gets his opportunity they've also had six wins the last three seasons um and i like six because you could push if they hit six that's good. That's that's when you know you got a real gambler degenerate on your hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you know what a push is? No, just like, I like six because that's a push. Like, just that sentence is, that's a gambler. Yeah. That's somebody with a problem. <laughs> I definitely do. Uh, <laughs> it's good I don't live in a state where it's legal because it would probably be a problem. Um, Auburn, five and a half. I have them going over. Uh, honestly, bias. looking. What? Girlfriend bias. Yep, Exactly. 
Also, looking at their schedule, they could go 5-0 and to start, potentially. And I'm also going to the Penn State game, so I'm going to root. One, I have to root for them when Sick I'm there. Brag. Um, let's see. FSU. I was over six and a half, but after this podcast, I guess we're going under. So we'll put that as the under. How about you just not bet on my team? How, just don't bet on my team. Well, I, I thought it was you were like confident you about the over. You don't have to gamble. <laughs> you don't, you, like, I don't, you don't have, have to. to gamble. I know, but I want to. But now, like the under, it's you sad a, for you because I don't want to like root against you. You have a problem. If we win five games, then I, I think we're. G- <laughs> <laughs> if we Why, win, that's if we my win, noise. <laughs> if we win five, because you're the hot hand ham. If we win five games, that's what I expected. I won't be disappointed. I'll just be neutral. Yeah. I expect to win five. So, like, but based on what you're saying, then we go under. We would have to and win two. We'd have to win two. It's six and a half, right? Yeah. So you're so, saying you think you win five? Yes. So if we go under, you can, you'll be happy. And I'll I won't be, be mad at you. Yeah, we'll both be happy. All right, so go under. All right, I'm going the under. How about you just don't gamble on my <laughs> team, though? Well, it started out positive with the over, but all right. Uh, and then the last uh, season bet, UMass, two wins. I'm going over. I looked at their schedule. Bunch of teams I don't know. Also, That's like another degenerate move, just UMass <laughs> throwing them in the bet. <laughs> UMass started playing FBS football like five years ago, dude. That's fine. Two <laughs> wins, <laughs> you get two wins and you, you push. Just yeah, you just did that with Vanderbilt. Yeah, but uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> two versus two and a half. That's a big difference in my mm, mind. You get the push. Yeah, you definitely got to get the push. All right, uh, real quick, I would say Heisman. And I know you guys are probably going to play that clip, but Stetson, his odds, it's definitely worth throwing down. If you currently throw down $250, it'll win you 25K. So it's a value pick. Oh, for sure. And also a homer pick. But it's like not that crazy to think that he could go off with, you know, his tight ends and. With Carter's advanced analytics, I mean, he's, he's number three. He, he's the best quarterback in the world who's ever played. <laughs> And all it takes is not that you ever root for this, but a couple injuries, some people may miss some games. Stetson might be might be the guy. And Vegas. I'll just talk about the running backs. Aiden Dennis, <laughs> dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Uh, Sir Hale, dog. He scored five. He is a DGD. Um, also, Vegas, if you follow Vegas, they are continuously bringing his odds down, so that's good to bet on him now. Uh, week zero, I'll do these quick. Um, Hawaii, they're eleven and one ATS, so you got to go with them on the spread plus eight versus Vandy. The only thing that scares me is that's like the classic hot bet that everyone's tweeting out about, but I think it hits. Um, the UTEP, uh, that's basically a pick 'em, and they're the underdog, so I'm picking them against UNT. Uh, the over FSU versus De Quincey, is that how you say it? <laughs> Duquesne. There, no. Okay, look at how no, look at how it's spelled in my phone. That is not that. Look that up. Spell De Quincey. check that. De Quincey. Spell check. De Quincey. Spell check that. The way that that is in my phone is not the way that you just pronounced that. No, I refuse. There's an S, an E, and an N at the end. There's other languages besides English, Zach. Like, All right. <laughs> the over is 56 and a half. I'm taking that because they, they put up some points. Then last game, week zero, Illinois versus Wyoming. 
I'm going with the over. It's the lowest over of the week zero at 43 and a half. I think that they get more points than that. Then just a couple week ones. West Virginia over uh, versus Pitt over at 51 and a half. Penn State. Duquesne. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State minus three and a half versus Purdue. I'm definitely taking that. Uh, Indiana minus four and a half versus Illinois. Taking that the parlay of the week, UGA take the under, but we cover the spread against Oregon at 17 and a half. Uh, my, or sorry, Alabama minus 40 against Utah state. Definitely take that because they always cover and ride with me on Florida beating Utah (laughs) week one. They're an underdog. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) sure. I'll ride with you. All I'm right. a dumb. I'm a dumb football fan. I see the logo. That's what I ride with. I go with my gut. Look, this is why we do it. This is why we invest eighty five percent of our brains into something that doesn't matter or have any consequence in this our lives. Why, <laughs> this is why it's from the hip. This is why it's from the hip. Well, this felt good. I'm glad we got. Do we have anything else we need to say? No, I think up? that's it. Yeah, I, I just want to play one more time. Duquesne. <laughs> that is how you say it. I so, typed in how to pronounce Duquesne. You mean DeQuizney? It's not DeQuincy. <laughs> um, DeQuince. No, so, yeah, we, we just wanted to do this. We wanted to get, get back on the mics, and uh, we might do it throughout the year. We don't know. Like, we used to have ambition of, like, every week. Yeah. But we have more responsibility. Within the five years that happened, we still couldn't even do it back then. We have more responsibilities, more stuff going on. But we like to do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, look for more drops, but... Uh, It's been good, and uh, this has been From the Hip. Cheers, folks.